This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. Welcome to Extra Point Take. Achil Kapadia here with Ben Solak, our last preview pod of the season. One more game. We've got the contest going on. We'll talk about our picks, our long shots, our props, and what we're looking for in this game. Because, I mean, you don't know that by now. I mean, no one's talked about that. That's differentiating ourselves. The Super Bowl. We're going to talk about what we're watching. Benny Souls, how are we doing? Oh, doing well. I, this pod's up on YouTube, right? Full episode going on, on, on the Ringer YouTube. And I realized that... Ringer NFL. Ringer NFL, subscribe. yes. Thank you. And I realized that I did my little usual celebration at the beginning, and no one's ever seen it. And now they'll see it for the first time officially. I start every pod by just waving my arms like a child. Legitimately 100% of the pods. Yeah. With me, with anyone else. I'm excited. It's your trademark. Yes, you, you very much uh, enjoy doing that. So, all right, Ben, where do we start here? Let's start with our headliners. Now, yeah. obviously, there's one game. We don't have to pick the game, but, like, what interests you? What is the big, it could be scheme, X's and O's, matchup, big picture, whatever. What is yeah. your headliner for this game? The thing that I keep coming back to is that this, is the, this was the season the Chiefs were supposed to lose. This was the offense that was supposed to not be good enough. This was supposed to be the year that the luck ran out and that, you know, Mahomes' ceiling was hit and Andy's ceiling was hit and... Travis Kelsey was old, and there were going to be questions. They were going to have to reload and have to reconsider philosophy. And if the Chiefs win this, like, I, I, as I've said on this pod before, I have no interest in doing Brady, Mahomes, goat talk, and I, I refuse to do it. I will do it when they're both old and they're both done. You'll do it in 30 seconds we'll when do I it get in 30 to my seconds. Take. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, but what, what, this, what a win in this game would signify to the, for the Chiefs and I think for the rest of the league is like, all right, it's all just silver medal races from here on out. It's all just... We're all, everybody's building to be second place and to maybe have a shot of getting an Eli Manning run against the Patriots, right? Like, the, the, uh, the, the Chiefs have felt like they're going to be the most dominant force, but it was last offseason that we were doing, like, is Joe Burrow more clutch than Patrick Mahomes? It was two offseasons ago we were doing, like, is Patrick Mahomes really better than Josh Allen? Like, we have been engaging with, like, oh, what if there really is, like, a 1B? What if there really is a true contender? If they beat these Niners, these Niners are so freaking good, unbelievably talented, so loaded, incredible coach. And if they have the season that they did and just decide to kick things into second gear for the playoffs, win win four games, two of them on the road, one of them on a neutral site, one of the best runs by DVOA in Super Bowl winner history, right? If you look at DVOA, this, if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, they will have the toughest run to a Super Bowl championship That's crazy. that anyone's ever had. That's wild. This is supposed to be the bad team. Yeah. They're going to get better after this year. Yeah. They're going to have better weapons. Like, they... It, this is supposed to be the beatable Chiefs team. So if they win, I don't know what we're supposed to do about that for the next four months of the offseason. Yeah, I, I have legacies of Patrick Mahomes and Kyle Shanahan as my big headliner. So let's just talk about Mahomes. Now, I know you don't like the go- 
But, okay, so we, I, I, I'm anti, you know, QB wins and rings and all that. But when you get to like the best of the best conversations, I'm talking about 20 years from now when people are having that Mahomes and Brady conversation. The titles do matter. And, and Tom Brady got his uh, third ring, age 27 season. This is Patrick Mahomes' age 28 season. And to your point, I'm just looking at it like, with this supporting cast, with this version of the Chiefs against these opponents in the playoffs, like if he does this, I mean, this is, I, I remember, uh, this is before your time, when Michael Jordan came back from baseball. Uh, I did have a 45 uh, Jordan baseball t-shirt as a kid, by the way. I wish I had that. Yeah. could have worn that right here. Anyway, when he came back, I remember as a, a kid, I was probably uh, 12, 13, whatever the year was, remember being like, I want to watch like every Michael Jordan game. Like I need to yeah. appreciate every moment because this guy is inc- like, even at a young age, you're like, this is incredible to watch this guy. And that's kind of how it is with Mahomes. Like I'm so excited to watch this guy prime of his career, uh, healthy in this spot where he's an underdog, where his team shouldn't even be here. Like mm-hmm. this could be a moment yeah. for Mahomes we're talking about for years to come in, and, in his career. And it's the, it's the experience of watching Mahomes that to me, like uh, the GOAT conversation cheapens that. I don't want to be watching Mahomes and be like, all right, if he doesn't get a touchdown on this drive, and so then it's the fourth quarter, and then he gets a touchdown on that drive, then it'll be a fourth quarter comeback, and that'll strengthen his GOAT conversation. Like that, that's, that's why like the whole like GOAT, like you brought up oh, age 27, third ring, age 28, third ring. Like, I don't give a hoot about what age they got their third ring in. I want to watch the guy and just be like, holy smokes. Like, I just want to watch the dude and be like, I don't care if he's not the greatest. In this moment, viscerally, he is the greatest thing that there's ever been. Like, and, I, and I don't want to be thinking about the ramifications of if he does it in this way, in this category, against these people. I just want to watch him be like, yo, that throw is sick. And then he does another one. I'm like, hey, that throw is sick. Like, that's all I want is just, just to have the lived experience, right? Like, you remember when um, LeBron broke the scoring record and everybody made a big deal of like, everybody's got their phones out and they're taking pictures of it. You remember that whole drama? I don't care if you have your phone out or not, but I'm a no phone guy. I'm a, like, just watch it. Just enjoy it and live it, and that's it. What are you trying to roll reversal or something? You're a non What are you going to be now? You're anti tweet You don't like to tweet. You don't like social media. What are the other? I'm supposed to be the old crotchety guy, and now you're saying put your phones down? This is I- incredible. I just saw you literally search what was it? Depressed Twitter Depressed reaction? Depressed Twitter reaction photo. I, I was asking Solak how he got a tweet off with an image so fast, a Sixers-related tweet, and he showed me his computer, and he's like, you searched depressed Twitter reaction, and now yeah. you want people to put their phones down. Yeah, well, first I was, okay. I was, I, I, the Sixers traded Jaden Springer. I was depressed. Okay. I felt like the little cat in the corner. I was sad, and I wanted a picture <laughs> of, like, my sadness. I, you, like, I am only the young guy in this pod because you are so crotchety. On most pods, I am the more crotchety of the attendees. All right. I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to take that. I'm not going to respond uh, right now. Okay. So that's Mahomes. The other guy I mentioned was Kyle Shanahan, and we touched on this in our last pod, so we don't need to go too long on it. But uh, this guy who's just been such a – we know he's a great coach. We know what he's been chasing. He's been asked, like, every day about the Super Bowl losses – uh, that he's had. He's only 44 years old. So it's like, they should. he should have other opportunities to win Super Bowls. But like, who knows better than Kyle Shanahan that nothing is guaranteed and that to have Trent Williams and Debo Samuel and George Kittle and Christian McCaffrey and did I miss anyone? Brandon Ayuk. Uh, uh, Jawan Jennings. Jawan Jennings. Ray Ray McLeod. Uh, all healthy. Charlie Werner. Okay, all right. Elijah Mitchell. All right, well, stop. Please stop. All right. All healthy <laughs> for this game. Like, in most seasons, you're not going to have all those key players healthy. I'm talking about just on offense. I know they lost Hufanga, uh on defense, but they've been a relatively healthy team 
this year. And like to get to this point, it's hard to get to this point. He knows that. And then to have a chance to win it, like if he loses, it's not the end of the world. Like yeah. he'll have other opportunities, but still he knows how hard it is to get to this point. So that's the other guy I've got my eye on. Like I can't even imagine what his face is going to be like if he wins or if he loses. Like if he wins, he's probably going on an all-time bender. And if he loses, I was just thinking like, I would not want to be someone around Kyle Shanahan for the rest, basically from now until this time next year. That's not going to be like a, a nice experience for his assistant coaches, for his friends, for his wh- whoever, right. uh, because he's just going to be in such a tough place. Yeah. So much of the, the good reporting that's been done this week, Seth Vickersham of ESPN, Kalen Collar for The Athletic, has been about just like the really like rabid and terrifying intensity of Kyle Shanahan as he's on these runs. Like, we're talking about cameras in meeting rooms so you can watch back everything and hear back everything that happens. We're talking, to, he, he said on the Wickersham piece, I torture myself about all of this, so I should be torturing my assistants about all of this. Yeah, like, if you I'm said that myself, earlier this week. I, right. was a, that's the quote from like the availabilities this yeah. week that like stuck in my yeah, head. Exactly. Like, Holy cow. Torture is a strong yeah. word, baby. That's a big word. Uh, Kyle beats himself up about this. I don't think he knows a different way to do it. And so beats himself up about a week seven game, but then in the Super Bowl, obviously it's magnified. It, it, it's expanded. My Monday morning headline as we transition is, yeah, it's, it's where do the 49ers go from here? Because I think they lose. And when they lose, I think they're 0-2 in Super Bowls. I think they've been to four of the five last NFC Championship games. That's right. And, and, and I think that they've got nothing to show for it. No hardware. And, and this, this is, again, very important. The Niners right now are on their extra life. Like they, it's, very, it's so easy to forget that this team traded multiple first-round picks for Trey Lance because that's just been washed away. Like he's not even around. We can't even ask him a question about it. He's gone. He got him out of there. When you trade multiple first-round picks for a, for a quarterback, right? Firstly, let's, let's actually start from basics. When you draft a quarterback top 15 and he misses, if you look historically, at least the head coach of that team is fired, if not the head coach and the general manager. The second you draft a guy top 15, if he doesn't work, if he doesn't win games, you are typically fired. If you trade up for the guy and you draft him top 15, like nine out of 10 times you are fired, right? If he doesn't work out. What never happens is the head coach and the GM are retained and the team attends the Super Bowl with a different quarterback. Yeah. That is That does not happen. This is extra life. They found a, a, a plus one immortality, bulletproof, golden child. We, we can do whatever. Like, they have survived a thing you don't survive. So if they lose this game, there's nowhere like to go. Debo, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey. It doesn't get better than that. Right, Kyle Shanahan calling plays. It doesn't get better than that. Defensively, it's been better than this, right? Like this is this is the worst Niners defense we've seen in a yeah. while. But the reason is because they're on their extra life. They should have like collapsed three years ago. They should have fallen apart. They've been stringing it along and stringing it along, stringing it along, depending on late round picks, trying to keep this entire unit together, running the same system so they can just win a freaking Super Bowl, and then they can get younger and let some contracts go and whatever. Like this, like there is no. If the Niners lose this game, there's no like, oh, well, it's okay. Go get a second edge rusher to pair with Nick Bosa. Go get a, another corner and just be back. Like, like, sure, like that might be academically true, but it certainly doesn't feel that way. It feels like, holy smokes, they are never going to get over the hump. So a Niners loss to me, like the Monday morning headlight coming off it is like, okay, like if this didn't work, freaking what's going to work? I don't think I agree with that. I mean, it's coming to, uh, now. Now I got to go back to being the uh, you know the nerd here, but it's coming down that like they have had you said nothing to show for it. Like all you can do is try to be in the mix every year and then hope one way, one season, the ball bounces your way. You are rings culture, pointing to your ring here. I'm glad we have the video pod. Uh, 
but it's like, it, it, like they might lose 27-24 on the last second field goal. And that doesn't, like that just might be how it goes. And then they run it back next year. You make a few uh, tweaks around the edges. You hope to get guys healthy again. But like the reason they were able to do what you said and Trey Lance didn't work out is because the head coach is a special head coach who just, until we see otherwise, we should assume they're going to have a top five, top eight offense year in and year out. And I know that's not sometimes you get killed with injuries, but like that is his special ability. He is a the more with less offensive coach in the NFL right now, probably in my opinion. As I'm saying that, I'm wondering if I'm uh, missing anybody, but like Andy Reid is a great offensive coach, but like when you have that quarterback, it's a different story. There are other coaches who could get to the Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes. Not to say Reid doesn't elevate him. He obviously does. But what Shanahan is doing, like I don't know that how many coaches you could name where you would feel this good about uh, a, a team with Brock Purdy and this like just coming in, uh, taking over, being this good so fast. And again, we can't like underrate how good this offense. It wasn't just like a good Shanahan offense. This was like for Shanahan standards has been an elite Shanahan offense. So, uh, I think that, uh, it will feel like that maybe in the 24 hours after, but I don't know if I'm a Niners fan. Once the dust settles, I'll be annoyed. I'll be like, wasted opportunity. But when we're talking about this in August, we'll probably be saying the 49ers are among the favorites in the NFC once again. So I view their window as a little, uh, it's kind of like the, maybe like those Eagles teams with Donovan McNabb and Andy Reid. Now, those teams never did win a ring. However, but like that's what you do. You keep knocking on the door, knocking on the door, and then hope one year uh, it goes your way. Like other teams, you know, the Ravens like haven't even been able to get to this point. The uh, the Bills with Josh Allen haven't even been able to get to this point, and so they've been uh, in that mix over and over again. Yes, but it is, it is easier to not to to not get to this point and then say, okay, well now we very clearly understand what we need to do yeah. versus to be the 49ers, like. Like you brought up, like this is the best Niners uh, offense, right? By EPA per play, that that um, or by like like uh, metrics that we've had, right? Yeah. Going back since 2012, which is as fast as I clicked down while you were talking. This is the second best offense in the True Media database by success rate. So if you lose, your 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 soothing thing, you're like, oh, what do we do better? Like, what do we improve on? I was like, oh, just be the best in the last decade. Like, second best one's going up, so just go be the best, right? That's the problem. Is like this is the best Shanahan offense we've yeah. seen in five years. They've already made the quarterback change yeah. after Jimmy lost. There's nowhere to go but like, okay, well, let's just continue to be the best offense, which is not a thing you could just be year over year. Yeah. That's impossible. You can't do it. You can't sustain it. And that's why, like, I would agree with you if this were, like, year three of Shanahan dominance. If this were, like, Brock was the initial quarterback. They're on their second quarterback. They have developed Brandon Ayuk. They went and got Trent Williams. They traded for Christian McCaffrey. They reimagined and reinvented the team off the 2019 loss to make this offense better. This was this was what it was supposed to look like, final image, minus the whole Trey Lance and Brock Purdy thing. If this doesn't work, well, you, well, you sit down with, with John Lynch and you go, okay, so they got to extend Brandon Ayuk and, and Debo Samuels to your order and George Kittles to your order, but if we go, we draft this guy in the second round and then we, we go and do this, like you just you you reach an end of a rope where like you can't even trick yourself into believing. Yeah, we can like make meaningful, measurable improvements that'll make us better as a team to increase our chance to win the Super Bowl. It's not this is it because you're right; they can just be back here next year. But it becomes harder and harder to believe. This it, is their best. This, fe- this feels like their best chance. It, I would agree with that. It, we might be looking yeah. five years from now and saying right. 2023 was their best chance with that talent, that health, uh, that's, and who that's they were my playing. thing. Is like yeah, you, I would you, agree with that. You brought up like your summary. Summary on the Niners was this is the best offense in the league. Unbelievable cadre of weapons. Defensively, they've had some injuries, but they're largely healthy. This is a great team. They're a dangerous team. They should win the Super Bowl. How likely are we to be saying that in 2026, two years from now? Yeah, that's it's true. Just, 
stability in the league doesn't exist. Yeah. You don't maintain, especially if you're not winning championships. Because when you win championships, you feel good, so you want to maintain. When you're not winning, it breaks you a little bit. It puts tension on you a little That's bit. That's true. There's I would agree with that. These Niners. Yeah. So I, if they lose, I'm fascinated to see what direction they try to head and if they're able to kind of keep this thing all roped together and hung together. A Niners loss creates a really interesting environment there. A Niners win, a Chiefs loss, like, ho-hum. Niners deserve it. Chiefs have been championships, whatever. A Niners loss is, is, is an interesting thing. I think this might have been the first time in our podcast history. I think you might have convinced me of your point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in person, right? You know, you can't just <laughs> sit back there behind your desk, tune That's me out, Google a couple of stats. I got uh, enraptured, the narrative. Yeah, no, that was, that was a nice job by you. Yeah, as you were speaking, I'm like, yeah, no, I think these are things I generally uh, believe in. So it, it is going to be harder. It, it's, kind of, it's that middle. It's like they will have chances, but they may not ever have a chance that's as good as, good as this one. All right, let's take a break. We will come back. No break. We're not taking a break. No breaks today. I was joking. I got y'all. You thought we were taking How a break. How did you know what right. the hand wave Listen, meant? come on. This Our guy, just waved his hand. You're like, I'm I don't a mind. veteran. No break. I am a broadcast professional. Okay. <laughs> Let's get to the contest. We're going to talk about our props of the week, our long shots of the week, our pick for this game. Solak, where are we after, what has it been, 17, 18, 19, 20? How many weeks have there been? 21? Is that right? Uh, 18, 18 regular 19, season. Yeah, this yeah. will be week 22. Uh, after the regular season, I was up 58-54. Uh, going into conference championship round, Shield was very close. Uh, it was a difference of, of, of two points. Ugh. And then conference round, man, you, you choked it, unfortunately. <laughs> Story <laughs> of my life. Right a here. tough conference championship round. Uh, Shield and I both had the Ravens covering against the Chiefs. Missed on that one. We both had the Lions covering against the Niners. Hit on that one. Shield missed on everything else. Uh, 100-plus receiving after Brandon Ayuk on the long shot. No and he even got that... That fluky 53-yarder. I thought that was going to be a sign. 275 passing yards for uh, Brock Purdy. No go. 26 and a half rushing yards. Patrick Mahomes. The the cheat code. Mahomes rushing. Uh. Didn't even cash for you. Um, I was under 86 and a half rushing yards for McCaffrey. He was under it until the final run to set up the game-winning touchdown. He had that big 26-yard run. Finished with 90 yards. Uh, Zay Flowers, big receiving day. 60-plus receiving yards. And I had over 44 and a half rushing yards for Dave Montgomery as well. I put up five points on the day. You put up one point on the day. It is now 68-62 to 62, mm. uh, going into the Super Bowl. Ooh. So it is still mathematically possible if I miss on everything and you hit on everything in our seven-point contest for you to take the lead. Otherwise, it's, uh, it's, it's a photo finish only if we get that, that 7 to a week. All right, so there's seven points available. You're up by six. So there you go. Yes. I, have a ch- I would have to go 7-0, and oh, and you would have to go 0 oh for 7 for me to win. Yes. I would have to beat you by six for a tie, and then I don't know what we do. We'll figure that out uh, if that occurs. Everything else, I lose. Listen, I'm much more comfortable in this spot. I'm a very yeah. mentally fragile person. When the pressure gets higher, I choke over and over again. And so this is good for me. Nothing's expected oh, of me. Okay, good, I make okay. my picks. I'm not expected to win. The pressure's on you. Yep. This would be an all-time choke job if on you me, lose yeah. here. Uh, right. This means mathematically you have to take the opposite side That's of correct. me That's correct. on the game. Is and that I, fair? You can if you want, but yeah. you're trying to win. I yeah. know that you and I both think. Yeah, no, for the, the contest sake, I'm going to have to take the other yes. side. Okay. Yeah, I'll so, explain that when yeah, we get yeah. to it. What do you got? Some chips there? Are those actual chips? No. Okay. Yes? I know. Oh, yeah. Uh, they were just on the table. Oh, they were okay. laying around. <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought you were talking about potatoes. I thought you were chips. gambling like, or something. No. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Okay. Let's get to it. The uh, We start off with our prop of the week. This is any prop for the game minus 130 or better. What do you have? Benjamin Solak, this is worth one point. Yeah, I mean, like, Super Bowl, you want to take 
Sexy props. You might want to go take. We want to take fun one. Oh, big points. Debo I know. Samuel. I felt like mine were a little too boring, but what are you going to do? I'm taking Noah Gray to have over 10 and a half receiving yards. <laughs> Why? Noah Gray is the second tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, for those who don't know, the Chiefs ramp up their multi-tight end sets in the postseason. They've done this two seasons in a row now. Uh, so Noah Gray's snap count has been jumping over, over the last several weeks. Uh, and then they use him in the, in the, in the play-action passing game, right? Ten and a half receiving yards. It's really one going to be one reception for him. If you look at total routes run, uh, he had 18 routes against Baltimore, two targets, eight receptions, 13 routes against Buffalo, three targets, 16 receptions, 13 routes against the Dolphin, one target, uh, one, one reception, 20 yards. He gets on the field more. Uh, they're, 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 they've kind of moved away from the, the wide receiver sets. They moved away from Miko Harmon, Kadarius Tony. They outgated Sky Moore, whatever. Richie James, they go two tight end and two, uh, two wide receiver a lot. They go three tight end, one receiver a lot. And so, no Gray's on the field a ton. They go play action with him. Uh, no Gray re receptions have always been a good look for the Chiefs when they're against a playoff opponent, when they're against a really good opponent. They tend to go heavy personnel against those teams. Second quarter, 8.37 left. <laughs> Well, no great play action, picks up 13 yards. I can sleep easy knowing at worst I'm tying. See, you learn from me. When you're making the Super Bowl prediction, you be very specific. Because on the off chance that it hits, you listen. Brandon Graham, strip sack, it Tom Brady. You know, that is a sexy one. I, you know, I resent you saying you did that. That's a fun one. I mean, who's going to, you would never, who would take that? Now you're just watch. now I'm going to be yeah. watching Noah Gray. Every snap and hoping he drops. It's the, so drops funny the to me, like, because, like, for you, you're like, who would take that? For me and, like, the people that, like, you know, betting people that I work with, I've taken Noah Gray in like six of the last nine weeks. I take Noah Gray all the time. <laughs> I love Noah Gray. So for me, it's a, that's a common one. There you go. Uh, DeMarcus Ware just walked by. Ben Solak. I mean, he leaves. Offer. I, I don't want to be like the, the guy, but he looks like he can still play. I mean, listen, that guy's in good shape. Yeah. That guy's not missing a workout. I'll tell you that much. Love DeMarcus Ware. All right. Great player. Great player. But like such a, like a fun, fun, that's my kind of edge rusher. Popular you know spin I mean? move. Yeah, fantastic. Seems like a great guy, right? Well-liked by all his teammates. Yeah. We'll bring him on. So yeah, how are you doing, DeMarcus? We'll bring him on. All right, DeMarcus. All right. My prop is going to be Patrick Mahomes to have a higher completion percentage than Brock Purdy. You loved these, dude. The Fandle extra pops. You are <laughs> running through these. You're having a great time with them. Uh, that is minus one 20. I do have reasoning for this, okay? This isn't just like a basic bet where I just, you know, scroll down and said, what am I choosing here? There was a reason for this. So, so far this season, Brock Purdy, 68.3 is his completion percentage. Patrick Mahomes, 67.3%. However, the Chiefs' pass defense, I would say, stickier in coverage, going to play more, man. They have allowed opponents to complete 60.5% of their passes, whereas the Niners, more zone-heavy, they'll give up some completions. They're allowing 65.5% percent completion so you get the edge with the defense Mahomes is going against I guess the defense Purdy is going up against and this is just one of my big takes on the game that could be completely wrong that you've heard me say roughly 27 times uh this week but I, I just think it's going to be long methodical drives I don't think there's going to be a bunch of explosive plays in this game this is the way the Chiefs have generally played this is the way the 49ers allow you to play zone coverage uh rush four and so I think that style of play with the 49ers maybe giving up some of those completions, rallying and tackling, the Chiefs being a little bit more aggressive in their coverages, I think there's going to be a very high completion percentage game for Patrick Mahomes, maybe even in the, in the 70s here. So uh, I'm not saying Brock Purdy's going to complete 50% of his passes. He's generally pretty, uh, pretty high, pretty up there. But I think Mahomes is going to have a high. I, I like Mahomes with all the, like, completions, uh, completion percent, like, not necessarily the yardage, yep, but the I efficiency stats more than the explosive stats. So that's why I'm yep. taking Mahomes' completion This season in the postseason, Patrick Mahomes' inaccurate pass rate, 6%. 
ludicrous number. Brock Purdy, 20%. Uh, and they, they, they have uh, really that inaccurate pass rate for Purdy twenty percent. Yep, absolutely. How uh, what, how is that calculated? Do we know the mechanics uh, it, it's, behind it's that? It's charted, so okay. it's quite, like uh, it's pretty binary. Yes, no. Like obviously, okay. there's stuff at the fringes that that's that's difficult yeah. to parse. In general, though, Brock's been missing this postseason, and and, and Mahomes has been on it. And okay. and uh, I the uh, the explosive play rate is a big deal. Chiefs the best defense, uh, explosive pass rate surrender this this year. 49ers fourth best. These defenses are extremely disparate. They do radically yeah. different things. They line up in different ways. They prioritize different stuff. There's one thing that both teams do. They do not let you beat them over the top. Yeah. So I agree. It is going to be 13 play drives. It is going to be 14 play drives. I very much think we're in for like a boring game. I, I, like, I know it's not exciting. Don't turn the pot off, but I wouldn't be surprised if this That's thing That's not ends. boring, though. Long, methodical drive. Like, if, if it, that, that Rams-Patriots Super Bowl that all the hipsters tried to tell me was actually good, that was actually oh a gosh. boring game. Name one person who's told you I, I, this was a long time ago. There were absolutely people at that time being like, I know people don't like this, but, oh, this is a defensive masterpiece. Give me this any day of the week. Get out of here. That was I, a snooze fest. I, as someone who treasures that game, learned a ton about football See? from that so game. so it was you. Oh, my God. You let me finish. <laughs> no, I will not. As someone who, there's like, I'm starting with a prepositional phrase. Very clearly, it's going to be a following clause. As someone who, who treasures that game, learned a lot about football from that game, enjoyed the reports and the narratives after that game, you didn't enjoy watching it live. You enjoyed watching it on film afterwards. No, you, you did not enjoy that either. Okay. I think it's going to be boring. Wait, it's wait, going to be 23 to 9. Okay. Um, we got to do what? A long shot? Yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. Think, is that, That's not your actual score pick, is it? Um, I think I submitted, yeah, I think I, 23 to 10 is what I submitted. 10? For, yeah. You think the 49ers are scoring 10 points in this game? I mean, I think it's more likely. I mean, like, we're not there yet, but holy cow. <laughs> I think it's more likely they score more than that, but it's, you know, put right. a prediction again, out. Yeah. Again, you're yeah. using my... Last year, I didn't even realize this last year until I went to put in my new prediction for the Ringers, you know, staff predictions. Last year, I predicted Chiefs win. Patrick Mahomes MVP, 34 to 31. And it was really? 38 35. Oh. I was close. I okay. feel pretty good about that. And the guy says he's an Eagles fan. All right. <laughs> Next up. Long shot of the week, Solak. This has to be plus 150 or more. This is the one you have to hit. I was on a roll. Then you jinxed me. Oh, Shield's so good at these. Shield's hitting me. And since then, I can't hit any of them. So I don't want to hear you say anything. Yep. All right. What's your long shot? Uh, I can't get my computer to unlock. Okay. But it's I'll Isaiah, go first. It's okay. Isaiah Pacheco to have at least 80 rushing yards plus 152. Okay. Um, Pacheco is my biggest exposure on the week in terms of player props. So I've got money on Pacheco to go from 60 yards, 70, 80, 90, 100. I'm to score one touchdown, two touchdowns, the first touchdown. This 49ers run defense is not good. It is period bad. Like I, there's, there's no ways around this. There's two ways to beat them. Uh, one is to get to the edge, right, and take advantage of these 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 explosive upfield aggressive edge rushers. You saw the the Packers do this a lot in their early drives. Wide receivers blocking Nick Bosa, pin pull, right, toss that ball, get it to the boundary with Aaron Jones. Then against Detroit, right, you saw them working. Okay, interior, uh, you know, double teams, right. Going, the Niners are going to give you a four down front. You just get double team, push it to the linebackers, make make Fred Warner and Drake Greenlaw close fast, make them plug those gaps. And then what do you hit them with? Well, Jameson Williams reversed forty two yeah. yards, right. So you can get downhill on them with double teams, and then you can get to the boundary on them. The, I, I watched a ton of Chiefs film over the last couple of weeks. I watched almost every single game the Chiefs played on offense this year. The number one thing I walked away with is that we dramatically underrate how good Isaiah Pacheco is at running the football. This is one of the best pure runners of the ball. Put the ball in his chest and let him go that we've got in the league. He played unbelievable when he was healthy this season. Got banged up, missed some time. But at the beginning of the season, at the end of the season, man, am I impressed with how, how consistently he wins after contact. He finds 30 yardage. He's very rarely wrong behind the line of scrimmage. 
this is the player that I think is the difference maker for the Chiefs in this game. They want to run the football. They want to keep explosive 49ers team on the sideline. They, they, they want to take the air out of that pass rush, right? Protect their offensive tackles. They want to stay in second and six, third and three. They want methodical drives. Pacheco's the key, right? Obviously, like Patrick Mahomes and high completion yeah. percentage and RPOs. But I think Isaiah Pacheco is in for an enormous, enormous day. So 80-plus rushing yards at plus 150. This Niners run defense is without question the worst unit that will be on the field on Sunday. I'm fading them. I'm taking Pacheco to go big. All right. I'm going to the other running back for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, 80-plus rushing yards combined with Chiefs adjusted line, plus four and a half. See what you've done to me in the finale? This is what I'm doing. That is plus 164. So uh, I like this because this sort of covers me, you know, multiple outcomes here. Chiefs win or a relatively close loss. I think I had the stat um, in my column this week. Patrick Mahomes, there's been like four games in his career that he's lost by more than eight points. Like just, uh, that is my, my favorite trait in a team is that like consistent competitiveness. The Seahawks had that streak with Pete Carroll. Yep. It was like a hundred something games where they were either leading or within one score in the fourth quarter. Like, that's my version of, like, how many titles do you have? Like, if, you, yeah. if you're just doing that, like, listen, you, you're going to get good luck or bad luck, but, man, you are consistently in it. So I don't see a blowout either way in this game. You you sound like you do a little bit more than I do, but uh, I think Chiefs win. Define blowout. Ten points or more? I can see the Chiefs winning by, like, 11 to 14. Okay. I would be stunned if we get a win by, like, 24. Four plus by either team. Yeah, I, I would, would be agree astonished. With yeah, I, w- I would agree with that. So I think Chiefs win or <clears throat> relatively close loss. And I think McCaffrey's going to have a nice game. I mean, you said the cheat, the 49ers run defense is by far the worst unit in this game. 49ers fans are probably listening to that Chiefs run defense is not great either. I mean, we yeah. forget two weeks ago, the Bills had like one of the most efficient rushing games of the entire season against that Chiefs uh, defense. Now, I right. know their run game is different and they get Josh yeah. Allen uh, involved, but I think Shanahan is just going to look at that and go, and we can like run all over um, this defensive front. So, so I will yeah. say uh, Spags is one of the defensive coordinators who's a big like, if they beat, like, they'll go up against a team that's got a really great quarterback. And they, he goes, if they beat us in the running game, like, I don't care. Right. Take away this quarterback. And it was very interesting. Uh, Stephen Ruiz brought this to my attention. Last year, when Spags played the Niners, right, 22 the regular season, they were just coming off playing the, the, the Ravens, and they were talking about, like, oh, you got to deal with an elite quarterback, and, like, how, how do you, you know, go up against that offense or whatever. And, and, and the Ravens ran the ball all over them, and Spags was asked about it, and he said, like, listen, like, we had to lose the running game a little bit. And then they asked about the Niners, and he was like, no, like, against a team like this, you got to stop the run. Like, the run is foundational to the team. And so the Chiefs' run defense isn't great o- overall. They are willing to lose to it at times. When they decide to play up against it, I think they're a lot better. I think mean, they, they put the bodies up there and then they play fast into it. So I'm on McCaffrey rushing overs, but I do think that like, there's a difference for me between the Chiefs run defense, which is a lot of like voluntary losses, relative to the Niners run defense where they have no answers. That's why like I have the disparity there for Niners fans. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I, th- I think that's fair and it will be interesting to see uh, what he does. I mean, against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, he was willing to commit resources to the run and take his chances uh, on the outside and Ravens didn't end up running the ball uh, that much in that game. We know Shanahan is going to run the ball regardless. We know he's not going to be afraid about box count or anything like that. you got to be able to run the ball uh, regardless. So I've got McCaffrey, 80-plus rushing yards, Chiefs plus four and a half. I feel like there's no real game script that's going to take me completely uh, out of that. So that is my long shot of the week. All right, before we get to our pick, do you have a nonsense prediction? For the Super Bowl, what do you got? What's something 
weird that's going to happen in the game this weekend, outside of the game, in Vegas? What do you got? I think we're getting a streaker. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm personal price plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. Just one? Is that just just one? <laughs> this is what? How many? What do you mean just one? How dare you? <laughs> I just predicted a streaker at the Super Bowl, and you said just one. It's so weird because this was like on my final list of three things that <laughs> I was going to predict, and I didn't choose it. Here's so the thing: okay. there's too much. There's too many things that people are upset about in this game, from like Taylor Swift and and all the obsession, like oh, why is Taylor Swift on the TV? To like. There's legitimate. Are people actually upset about Taylor? Not Swift? like real people, okay. but like the made-up right. people, you know. Okay. Uh, and, and then, uh, and like down, down to like, there's like an election coming up, and there's serious geopolitical issues. There's a lot going on. Someone. <laughs> I was getting, gonna go. Are people really upset yes, about geopolitical issues? Geopolitical <laughs> 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 I mean, people get worked up these days about geopolitical issues. Elections? What? <laughs> there's a lot going on. People are mad. I think people are gonna try to get on the field and gonna try to run around. So uh, do you think there's going to be like a message? Like somebody's going to have something painted on there? A, no, that's not always a message. <laughs> You're right. I definitely no, I think like I think someone's getting on the field, <laughs> chaining themselves to a, a post, right? Gluing themselves to something, you know, the way, whatever. In, in in protest, I'm rooting for a streaker because then security takes him out, and that's always a good time. Form tackle, right? Closing space, track the near him. Well, listen, what's better than security taking him out? Player taking him out, or like a team, like a random team, like. Trainer, so oh, yeah? assistant coach, just assistant the most person on the, coach, yeah. who's just built like <laughs> yeah. this, can't fit through doorways. Oh, this has to happen. Please oh, let yeah. this happen. Yes, I, I listen. I, as someone who like the halftime show is never really for me because I don't really understand who's performing and what they're doing. My halftime experience, my my like entertainment outside of the game is fans doing nonsense stuff. So for me. I would like for someone to make a bad decision and get put in jail for my entertainment right. and go jump on the field during the game. Solak promoting bad uh, fan, be- fan behavior. I mean, it'll be tough with like the security of a Super Bowl. I don't know. Has there been a streaker out of the Super Bowl? Well, it's hard because you got to get down close enough to get on the field. And those tickets are very expensive. That's Anybody true. who's down there, not, not wasting it. So it's challenging, but I'm going to get to stadium early. I'm going to be watching, see if people are scoping it out. Yeah, ready for at it. the same time, it could be someone who's on like a 72-hour bender and they bought the tickets before, and they don't know what they're doing. And all of a sudden, one can only hope they're getting taken out by some strength and conditioning coach. All right, mine's not that different, but well, it is different. Only uh, one, uh, he said. Oh my goodness! I think a media member makes a headline for some type of Vegas-related. Yes. Okay. Rank the top five. No, who it might be no, by name no, and by outlet. No. Go. 
Uh, I, I don't want to go too much further into detail, but listen, the final media availability is later today. Uh, then people, we're doing a show tomorrow. People are doing stuff tomorrow, but then as a me- then you get some downtime. So if you're like me, I'm playing a little golf Saturday afternoon. You know? Fun. That's what I like to do. That's going to be fun. I have zero things planned for Saturday afternoon. You have zero things planned. Yeah. Other people have different things planned. Whatever they want to get into in Vegas, that's you know up to them. I don't judge, but... I don't know if it'll be a TV person, a writer, a podcaster, uh, whoever it will be. I don't know what the details will be. Again, I don't want to, you know, it might be a slip. Maybe it'll be something good. Maybe it'll make a headline for something good. I don't know. They win $10,000 at a slot machine. I don't know. Is that possible? Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, maybe it'll be something else. Uh, listen, I'm not predicting anyone, anyone's career is going to get ruined. It's not going to be something that, um, that serious. But there will be something that creates a buzz and makes a little bit of a headline. Uh, hopefully, not no one at the ringer, of course. Maybe like a rival. Of the ringer. I don't know exactly. We'll have to do our top five rivals uh, down the road, but maybe a rival of the ringer. Ah, gets the athletic. Into ah. Okay. <laughs> All right. He's looking over there. All right. So that's our nonsense prediction. All right. Back to the contest. So here's how we got to do it. We obviously only have one lock of the week. So we'll do our lock of the week, and then we're going to do two other bets, anything minus 130 or better, and that will get us to seven points. So, like, start us off with your game pick. As we know, again, I'm going to have to go to the opposite side. Yeah. What do you got? I, you and I both like the Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs plus two and a half. You abound the Niners. I'll be honest. I was more confident in Chiefs plus two and a half on Monday as I've spent time here throughout the week, as I've heard the teams talk, as I've done more, more, more look into the game. I've leaned myself a little bit more towards the Niners side. I still like Chiefs plus two and a half. I love Mahomes as an underdog. I think they match up well. I think that Spags has, has a good sort of defense take advantage of Purdy. I think Purdy's been rattleable over the last two weeks. I think that they can hit him a lot and they can get him to speed up that internal clock. They're a really good tackling team. The Niners are a really good yak team. I think that that uh, we always talk about like, like, oh, schemes and football, X's and O's. You get to the postseason about tackling and then the Chiefs tackle so well. Uh, I, I like the way that, that's been particularly the Chiefs defense match up with the Niners offense. So I, I like the Chiefs. The, the, the Kyle of it all, the Shanahan of it all, the, the urgency of it, the, the elite nature of this, this offense, I could see them come out and just like, like Kyle spent two weeks doing nothing but just like winning the game on the on the chalkboard, and they come out unbelievable on offense, just unstoppable, just every down on the third down this and designs and, and counter punches, and they're just successful and and, and whatever. Like I, I won't be surprised by a Niners win at all. I think this is quite close. Like last year, I picked the Chiefs to be the Eagles. I would have been really surprised if the Eagles won that game. I really? That, yeah, I just thought the Chiefs. Just, we talked about this. Like, we were here the other last year. I remember what our podcasts were like last year. <laughs> I don't remember what you said like one segment ago. <laughs> Who are you picking? <laughs> <laughs> I like the Chiefs plus two and a half. If the Niners, if the Niners cover, if the Niners win, congrats. There's so many reasons for that team to win. I think it's gonna be a close one. I do like the Chiefs with the points. You think it's gonna be a close one? Didn't you just say your prediction was 23 to 9? What is your official prediction for what the score is gonna be and what the game is? The written you, one you, is okay. 23 to 9. All right, so that's or your 23 to 10 is what I'm saying. All right, right so I think. you think it's gonna be a 13 point win for the Chiefs. Absolutely. It's okay. gonna be a close game. All right, now twenty-three to ten can very easily be sixteen to ten. It for could most be. Of the okay, game. so is that well? Okay, so that's what you think is going to happen. Okay, so it's been a close game, and the Chiefs right. pull away with a this touchdown is, at the this end. This is one of our great conflicts, our great frictions. 
I'm a, I'm a probabilistic thinker, right? It's like betting and it's like outcomes. And so for me, like it, it's ranges of outcomes. I don't think one thing is going to happen. I think it's likely that this thing happens. It's also a little okay. bit less like it's the so possible whole that concept that thing of happens. our podcast are to have takes and make picks. You can't have a wide range of outcomes. You got to go on the record. Yes, you we, we all understand you think that. We all understand you don't know what's going to happen before you have to go on the record with a pick of what you think is going to, what you think it's going to be. That uh, way either you get credit you or you don't blue, get credit. You with the blue line uh, down first here. First of all, uh, check the ringer.com. Much better than that. You blue line 39% telling uh, me the, the I'm a volume shooter. I'm a volume how shooter. To, how to predict okay. games. I'm a volume know, shooter. That's you down there uh, telling me of Google, Shield Kapadia, Brandon Graham, Super Bowl, <laughs> and uh, I rest my case. Okay. All right. So Solak is predicting a close game. Chiefs pull away at the end, 23 to 10. That's what I've got you on the record with. All right. Take offense to that probably. I'm a probable. How do you pronounce it? Probabilistic. Probabilistic. Okay. That's hard to say. But yeah, I like a probabilistic. Everything I do is a probabilistic, but sometimes you got to have a take, all right? I'm going to go back and listen to old pause where you hedged. You're like, it could be this or it could be that. Exactly. I do that, but then it comes time to make the pick. So now having said that, I'm making two different picks for this game. All right. So my official pick, I'm going to make this very clear because I don't like when people go on one piece of media and make one pick and then do another one and make another pick. So that is not what I'm doing here. My official pick, I'm with Solak. I've got Chiefs plus two and a half. I've got Chiefs 24, 23. The bottom line here for me, is that 49ers defense, and I'm really trying to avoid the recency bias, but I can't get their performance against Jared Goff, Jordan Love, and those run games out of my head. They've looked terrible. They've looked like a terrible defense in the playoffs, and now they're going up against Patrick freaking Mahomes and Andy Reid after two weeks. So that, to me, is the difference in this game. I did, we talked about it earlier in the week. I just don't think they're going to be able to come up with answers in two weeks because their answers are generally pass rush, play better, control the game better, and like I don't know that that's going to work in this game. So uh, I'm actually more bullish on the Niners overall offense than you are. Like, yeah, I, I think they could light up this Chiefs defense. I don't know that it's going to happen, but I think it's going to be a back and forth game. I like Mahomes and the Chiefs get the ball with, let's say, 90 seconds left. Drive down the field. Harrison Butker, 41 yard field goal. Chiefs Woo. win 24 23. Not a boring game. If I, we're going to get a fun game. How am I the pop? What you is going believe. on here? I'm Team Sunshine all of a sudden. Look what you've done to me. All right. So that's my pick for this game. All right, before we get to our other picks, let me tell you about FanDuel football fans. FanDuel has the perfect way for everyone to get in on the Super Bowl 58 action with a no-sweat same-game parlay. You heard mine earlier. Christian McCaffrey over rushing yards and then adjusted line with the Chiefs plus four and a half. When you bet on Super Bowl 58 on FanDuel, one game can mean a lot of wins. America's number one sportsbook has all your favorite bets like the money line and the spread, plus all sorts of prop bets, some of which we're going to talk about here in a minute. That means when you combine all your bets for a chance at a bigger payday, you'll get bonus bets back if your SGP doesn't win. So start building your own or just bet a popular SGP already made for you in America's number one sportsbook. Just visit FanDuel.com slash RingerNFL if you don't already have an account. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit TheRinger.com slash RG. Minimum three-leg parlay required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets, which expire seven days after receipt. Max refund, $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. All right, Solak, we each have two more bets to make yep. for the contest. What do you got? Isaiah Pacheco to score a touchdown. Minus Every, 125. Isaiah Pacheco, my yep. goodness. Uh, the Chiefs have been a little bit... 
uh, poor in the red zone over recent games. Uh, they also have done the most foolish red zone chicanery, top one Andy Reid nonsense. Uh, Michael Harmon jet touch into a fumble at the half yard line and, and Kadarius Tony this way and shovel option that way. And, you know, that's something in the Super Bowl with the Niners. They had a the little, um, everybody lines in the backfield, everybody does a spin, uh-huh. a little Rose Bowl play, right? Yeah, exactly. And so Andy's known for this. And, and, and I'm certain he'll have something right. We remember, of course, uh, against the, the Eagles in, the, in, in last year's Super Bowl, they were like, hey, like, we can just send a guy in motion and send him back. And they can't Yeah, I don't think it's right. going to be that easy this so, year. Andy, I, I acknowledge that Andy's designs, Super Bowl-wise, like he's going to come with some, some foolish stuff. However, uh, the 49ers run defense is push off the ball. Bowl. They win within the trenches. They're an excellent short yardage rushing team. Pacheco's an excellent short yardage back. And like I said, I expect him to be a high-volume player. Uh, to me, the, the recent red zone struggles of the Chiefs aren't going to make Andy turtle. They're not going to make him, you know, scrap all of the pitchy-pitchy-woo-woo nonsense yeah. design plays. But I do think that you're going to see when they get into the, the red and specifically into the low red, they're going to be oriented on handing the football off. This is not, this is really, really, really not the game for turnovers, not the game for wasted points. This is the Super Bowl. Uh, so I think you're going to see a high, a high volume Pacheco in the backfield. I also think he can still spring one, right? Pacheco has scored actually quite often from, from 10 plus, 15 plus out. He scored as a pass catcher a couple times this year. So you're getting more than just the goal line carries. I just think it's such a high volume game for him that minus 25 for a touchdown is nice and played odds. Chiefs red zone is always so fun because when it works, you're just like, that was amazing. And when it doesn't work, you're like, <clears throat> you're like, what were you doing? Uh, it's the number Andy one, Reed. like results oriented analysis yeah. thing, right? Where it's just every time it works, you're like, of course, that's incredible. And then every time it doesn't, you're like, yeah, no, of course that wouldn't work. Why would Andy ever think that that would work? You give Andy Reid extra time. Like, yeah, he's not going to get simpler, but um, that, that's not a bad one. They will have opportunities yep. down there. All right, 49ers, third lowest rushing success rate in the red zone this year as a defense, which they're the fourth lowest by rushing success rate in the whole field anyway. But it's not like when the areas get condensed, they get better. They get worse. I've got one, and I'm just, you know, expected value. Who cares? This is plus 106. But I'm going with the one I, I, went, I talked about on East Coast Bias yesterday with you. Total first downs in this game over 41 and a half. This might be my favorite bet for the Super Bowl. Uh, we've been saying it over and over again. Long, methodical drives, both teams. I think that's what we're going to see. I think both teams are going to be able to run the ball. Chiefs have allowed the fewest plays of 20-plus yards. You mentioned the explosive play rate earlier. But in the regular season, I mean, that surprised me when the playoffs started. The fewest plays of 20-plus yards in the NFL this year allowed the Kansas City Chiefs. And on the other side, we just know this isn't an explosive Chiefs offense. So efficiency game, not an explosive game. I'm just leaning into that all the way. Now it's going to be 38, 35, bombs away, 25-plus yard completions. But that's where I'm going here. So I also think it's going to be a close game. So... End of the game, if you're close, maybe you steal a few first downs and you get over that number. 41 and a half combined first downs. Why are you shaking your head at Because it's going to be such a fun one to track. I'm just envisioning sitting it next to you in, in, the, in, the, in the box. And I'm waiting for Isaiah Pacheco touchdown, right? That <laughs> happens on one play. I'm waiting for Noah Gray over 10 half receiving yards. It happens on one play. You were just going to be sitting there going, all right, that's number eight. Okay, that's number nine. That's number 10. Updating the ESPN stack card, <laughs> adding them together. Okay, eight plus nine. Yeah, 17. That's a fun one to track throughout, throughout the game. We like those. And then I'm going to be asking you if you think Patrick Mahomes is the GOAT yet after every possession. No, don't do I, that. I, okay. I do. And no <laughs> results tomorrow will really sway me either direction. Right. It would be a boring question for you. Super Bowl doesn't matter, says Ben Solak. Okay. Wins are not a team stat. Right. Wins are not a quarterback What's stat. your last one? What do you got? So figuring out who the 49ers are throwing the football to has been one of the this most interesting things. This is yeah. very tough. Yeah. So it, 
part of it is because the Chiefs are a really interesting defense. The Chiefs lead the league in split field coverages, right? They play middle of the field open, two deep safeties, more than any defense in the league. Most of those teams are zone teams. And most of the teams that are single high teams are going to be cover three, cover one teams. So you're going to get a lot of man coverage. The Chiefs are top five in man coverage rate. This is a team that will play a lot of split field and play a lot of man coverage. They walk up and they press and then they rotate and they get into really weird stuff. They'll send their blitzes, rotate to single high, and then they'll end up in man coverage again. They'll end up in fire zones. Like, the numbers here are very tricky. And for the 49ers, who gets targets against which coverage is very clear. Debo Samuel, 3.2 yards per route run this season against zone coverage. Yeah. 0.7 against man coverage. Just from next-gen stats. It is the biggest difference, the biggest delta in yards per route run by zone and by man of any receiver in the league. Yeah. Right? Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle are the, uh, the recipients of, of the vacated uh, 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 yards, right? They are both significantly higher yards per route run against man coverage than they are against zone coverage. The problem is, when you look at middle field open numbers, Debo Samuel's the guy, and Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle don't succeed as much. And so the typical way that I handicap receiving props, which has to do with, with coverage shells and with man zone coverage, really tricky for this game. The prop I landed on is Debo Samuel over four really? and a half receptions. Oh. Oh, okay. Debo tends to be the player that the Niners and Kyle Shanahan prioritize first activating in their key games. Yeah. That was Christian McCaffrey. But then they'll, they'll get Debo handoffs. He's at 16 and a half rushing yards, a huge number. They'll get him the ball behind the line of scrimmage, quick screens. They'll get him the ball underneath, right? They, 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 Debo's the player they think can be like the tone setter for them, the, 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 the chess piece for them, kind of the, the, the ace up their sleeve. Like I said... He's low yards per route run against man coverage, but he still has decently high target share against man coverage. He will still get targets. And, and, and the Chiefs are a great tackling team, and Debo's all a yak guy, so if Legereus Sneed gets him down, if Justin Reed gets him down, it might not be a big yardage shape for Debo Samuel. He's at 58 and a half yards. I still would be surprised if they don't get enough targets to Debo that, that five receptions should be reasonable. Remember, a lot of these targets are going to be at or near line of scrimmage. So yeah. I don't need, like, eight targets to get five catches. I see like six. Little and, jet sweep. Yeah. yeah, that counts as a catch if he tosses and it. And for me, expecting a, a, a game script where the Chiefs have a lead, close game, the Chiefs have a lead, should be a little bit pass happier uh, for the 49ers. Get Debo the ball quickly, kind of try to create him, uh, uh, let him create space, let him bring yardage for you. And so Debo over four and a half receptions, minus 122. That's what I'm taking. I need at least one Niners receiving prop. I had to, I had to feel like I figured out something, and that's what I feel like I figured out. It was hard because yeah, I was uh, like, I think a bad strategy would not be to or, or would be to like fake, go under receiving yards on like three of their wide receivers and like two of yep. them will hit because it is hard to figure out who's going to be under. Like I like the unders in the 49ers passing game, but it's hard to figure out yep. who to just put my stamp on. This is going to be the guy who's not going to get. So here's practice. a really interesting question. Like I, I played this game mentally with myself to kind of like figure out how I felt. I tell you one of the three Niners pass catchers. Kittle, Deba, O, and, and Ayuk goes for a hu- over 100 yards. Which one is it? I was actually thinking, because you were right, Kittle and Ayuk against man coverage both have over 400 yards this season. This is via True Media uh, and PFF. Debo Samuel, 131. Yeah. So, so you would say, all right, if you think the Chiefs are going to be more man-heavy, then those would be the guys. But then I'm like, I'm with you. Like, Debo in a big game, healthy, early on. Like, right. that guy, they're, just, they're not going to forget about Debo Samuel. And I do like those Chiefs corners, so I'm like, there's kind of... I think I would just... Mm, I don't know, over, over 100? Say, over a three. One of the three gets it. Who is it? Say it on three. One, two, three. Ayuk. Kittle. So, okay. really interesting stat from Next Gen Stats. <laughs> Kittle. Uh, we should just do the whole podcast like that. I love that it. That was two, fun. Three. I love That was the one, most two, fun thing I've done in Vegas so far. We were, like, laughing earlier about stuff. No, that was the most I fun don't thing. know. Listen... 
That got me pumped. Uh, Kittle this year, 471 receiving yards against the Blitz. 127 more than the next closest tight end. Mm. He has been a big blitz outlet for them. So they'll get him on an intermediate breaking route, running away from a tight end, running away from a safety. And when they hit him and, and hit him in stride, he can beat that that tackle. And then there's open space. I think if any Niners pass catcher pops off like crazy, I think it's Kittle. I've looked at Kittle MVP. I probably won't take it. But I do think if someone has an astronomical day, it's George. Do you think Spags is going to blitz a lot in this game? Because that's something I've been thinking about. I don't think he is. I think, oh. I think it's me is under their season average in blitz rate. So here's the tricky thing. I think if you get the, the standard, typical Niners offense, I think he blitzes a ton. I think the Niners are going to walk out in the, some of the heaviest freaking personnel I've ever seen. I don't think Kyle Yushik's going to leave the field, dude. I think they're going to be under center a ton. They're going to be tight ends into the formation. Charlie Werner's going to get snaps, and Yushik's going to get a ton of snaps. And they're going to try to put the Chiefs in a, in a position where they can't blitz because the, the threat of a, a heavy power run is so present that if you call wrong blitz and wrong run, it's a Christian McCaffrey 75-yard touchdown. If I, if I were, if I, if, if I get a call from Kyle on Friday, it's like, Ben, what do I need to do? You know, in this game, like, Kyle, you should have hit me up earlier. We could have talked. Uh, the thing I would say is, like, you have to be able to run spags out of blitzes because the number one thing that, like, Brock Purdy against the blitz right now, uh, if you look data-wise, oh, he's unbelievable. He's top five in EPA. He's top five in success rate in yards. But a lot of those numbers are, are wrong. They're janky. Because they're counting five down defensive linemen all rushing as a blitz. That's not a blitz. When you look at four down fronts where there was at least a fifth rusher, Brock is uh, um, negative EPA per play, right? He is like bot- he's, he's, he's like 14th in yards per attempt. When he's actually blitzed, not like these dummy numbers, he's actually yeah. blitzed. He's not been great. He, he gets, he gets the clock speeds up. He doesn't like getting hit. He makes bad decisions. Ask the, four, ask the Ravens how it went. And so to me, I, if I'm Spags, all I'm, I'm begging for third and six. I can win third and six. Niners have to run the football to get him out of those blitz looks. All right. So since I could not decide on which receiver I wanted to fade, I'm just going Brock Purdy under 246 and a half passing yeah. yards uh, in this game. I mean, th- this Chiefs pass defense, I think, has been very good. They've passed all these tests. Opponents averaging just 181.5 passing yards per game against Kansas City. Uh, I think the 49ers game plan, uh, as I mentioned earlier, is going to be to run the football uh, if they can. You know, it might look a little bit like that Bills game in the divisional round. Josh Allen only threw for 186 yards in that game. The Bills were able to run the football and they kept running the football. I think that's what it could look like, even if the 49ers are playing well and even if the 49ers win this game. So, uh, so far this season, Purdy's been at 267 yards per game. So this is well under that, uh, 246.5 is the number. He's capable of putting up big numbers, but uh, I think the Chiefs tackle well. They don't allow a lot of explosive plays, so uh, I'm hopeful with this that that content continues. Yeah. Again, it's a, it's a one-off game. It might not. He might throw for 200 by halftime. You never know, but I'm going under Purdy passing yards in this game. Yeah, I, I generally agree. The head-to-head matchup on FanDuel for passing yards has Patrick Mahomes a minus 12.5 more passing yards than, than, uh, than, than Brock Purdy. I really feel like like I would be, uh, that feels to me like Mahomes luck, and I think it has to do with with like you said, like you don't love Mahomes yards, but Purdy man, like the only way he's got a high a high yardage total is if they rip off multiple explosive pass completions. And again, no defense this year better at stopping a twenty plus yard pass completion than the Chiefs. Yes, but yeah. the Forty ers have. Done, I mean, you're like like when you think about all these, like it's like oh that Ravens game. There haven't been a lot of examples. Like like that was one example. So I don't know. We, we just said. This could be Kyle Shanahan's best offense he's ever coached. They've found ways to create explosive plays. Not all those are downfield. There's obviously yards after the catch one. So um, it's a boring 
piece of analysis to say, you know, whichever team wins that battle of explosive plays, Chiefs defense versus 49ers offense, but that is obviously a key. All right, Solak, that's it. Give us your recap. Give us all your bets one last time. Uh, I have Noah Gray to go over 10 and a half uh, receiving yards for my prop. My long shot, which was plus 152 when we started and is now plus 148, I officially got it in under the the bar. Ooh. You can attest. I was looking I was looking at it right before we started. All right. You can attest. Uh, as, uh, this is actually great for me because if I lose just based on that, then I can hold it over your head for I, We love that for you. Yeah. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco to have at least 80 rushing yards plus 152. Uh, I have the Chiefs covering plus 2.5. And then for my additional props, I have Isaiah Pacheco to score a touchdown minus 125. And I have Debo Samuel over four and a half receptions. All right. I've got for my prop, Patrick Mahomes to have a higher completion percentage than Brock Purdy. For my long shot, I've got Chiefs plus four and a half and Christian McCaffrey, 80 plus rushing yards. That's at plus 164. For my official pick for this contest, I've got 49ers minus two and a half. For my actual pick of what I think is going to happen, it's on theringer.com. You can check it out. I've got Chiefs plus two and a half. And then my last two total first downs over 41 and a half. My favorite bet in this game. And then I've got Brock Purdy under 246 and a half passing yards. All right. Last picks, props, predictions, pod. How'd I get that off? Of the season in the books. But don't forget, we got one more pod on the Ringer NFL feed on Friday. Nora, Ruiz, Solak, me. Dual, extra, threat, taken, there point. There you go. We're going to have one more pod for you, so be sure to check that out before the game. All right, thank you to Christopher Sutton for producing additional production supervision by Connor Nevins and Arjuna Ramgopal. Remember, YouTube, Ringer NFL, subscribe. You can see us. You can see Solak's reactions, you know, when I needle him a little bit. That's, come on, that's worth subscribing right there. So be sure to check that out, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Ringer NFL feed.